Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's me, Bark, and to my left is Arms. Good morning. And to my right is Nit. Hi. Did I not do a good impression of Arms when I did my... Uh, good morning. Did you hear that part on one of the episodes? I, it was such a good impression. No, I, I actually turned both episodes off he comes almost right. immediately after. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not on this. I, <laughs> he comes I right only, back and says, only, good morning. I only tune in to hear my uh, own voice. Good morning. Good, uh, uh, good, uh, good morning. Yes. Kind of sounds like if Mr. Rogers, is that Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Uh, good morning. What I really wanted to do sure. was like, hey, good morning, guys. But hey, I didn't. Good morning. Arms walks in this morning. He's like, I got a draft magazine, suckers. Let's get it on. <laughs> no, I just wanted to show you how our rankings were. And they have Alvin freaking Kamara as number one overall. Amazing. Oh. Very debatable. <laughs> it's more IDP goodness today. Do you today. think it's debatable? Okay. Who, Saquon? Or what? What did you say, Kamara? They have Kamara number one. You know what? Early in the offseason, I actually thought for a minute it was debatable. Now, getting ready to run into the season, I no longer think it's debatable. I don't think he's... So, Kamara all the way. Not in the conversation (laughs) for me anymore. I I don't know why. I just... uh, I don't know know why. He's just not in conversation. One more year. Give me one more year. I just, Let me see how you look the first four games as the it. as the lead the role. Volume back. is the only reason. If if like he if they traded Mark Ingram and said okay, Kamara uh, is the guy three down back, I'd be like he's in the conversation for one immediately, pretty much immediately. He's in the conversation. I still don't think you can put him safely at one or two. I don't know how you could take him over a bell cow such as exactly Gurley or. Lev Bell, uh, to me, I, I which Lev Bell to me is a little bit scary, but not. Yeah, Todd Gurley separated himself from the big four he or has. five running, and I don't backs. even so think like, his talent see, is on the same level as Kamara or Barkley, but his volume is on another level. See, I, I system. I'm going to say that they're you know that top three or four, it's right there. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the odds of them finishing number one to me. But, I, see, I, I just think the odds that Todd Gurley fin- the the odds that Todd Gurley finishes one or two is like seventy five percent, and it's you know between him and whoever challenges him. See, I, it's for number if one. I, if I was going to take odds, flip. I'm taking Le'Veon Bell to finish one or two. Well, I, mean, I mean, yeah, the odds are best, and that's probably what it is. It's those two, but yeah, and I mean, you, you guys know how much I love me some Zeke, but. Anyhow. I like Zeke, too. Especially with the report that he's supposedly going to catch more passes this season. To which someone on Twitter says they said that last year, too. To which I respond, yes. And he averaged .5 more receptions a game. And the person is like, ooh, .5 more. Hey, uh, .5 more spread over 16 games is 8 more receptions. Probably another 100 yards. It's an extra game of fantasy production over what you got last year. Improvement is improvement. I could have said .25 receptions more, and that's improvement. Wow. That's wow. more fantasy points. Reel the claws in, Bark. Reel the claws. I'm hungry. 
I mean, apparently half take- a recep- it's hard to get a half a reception in a game, though. It is, but it's just, you know, it's an average. Tom Brady did it. <laughs> it, it literally, like if you, um, if, if you were on the fence about Antonio Brown or Nook and somebody told you Nook is going to average Point five receptions more a they year this year. Wrong. Like, like they're well. I'm just saying they're predicting. Like, not even predicting. Like, look, I'm from the future. My name is Marty, and Nook will get half a reception more. He'll he'll have eight more receptions than he did last season. Does that sway you any? And for me, it does. All right. Well, I mean, well, first off, if a time traveler comes yeah. and talks to me, I'm going to say you're crazy. And I'm still taking it. Actually, I'm taking the anyway, but that's a different story. Right. But, but I mean, if somebody was to tell In you, Dynasty, somebody was to tell you, okay, so listen, I'm from the future. Nook had how many receptions last I'm going to ask him to prove it. That's all I'm saying. Just prove Tack eight receptions it. onto that, and that's what he got for 18. And I'd be like, he got, he, he show, did more. Than, show me what J- Johnny Manziel does for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders give next me, week, okay. and I will believe you're from the future. And can I have a ride in your DeLorean? No doubt. Those are sweet. They are. Stainless steel car. Well, we're, we're kind of... Are you, are you saying you wouldn't trust your own fantasy football intuition? Nah, over I some would. lunatic? I yeah, would. Because I, obviously, they're crazy if they're telling you from the, they're from the future. This theoretical is getting out of hand. <laughs> I mean, we, we know. We know he's from we the know future. We know time travel is possible, obviously. Now, 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 there's no DeLorean because that is like old school. This is actually going to be... A Mitsubishi Eclipse Spider, because that is our version of the DeLorean. It's what every every uh, kid in our school wanted. Like, man, I really want that Eclipse Spider edition. I just and I want to feed it vegetables and get to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't think that uh, with it being a convertible, that it would hold the uh, flex capacitor. I, they, weren't all, they, they weren't all convertibles. The spiders right? are. That's what a spider part is. Well, the top is down, Arms. Okay. The top well, is down. I don't think the framework holds the uh, dun, flex capacitor dun, with it being dun, convertible. Dun, I went to the <laughs> wrong movie, but Danger Zone. You did. That's what should be playing once you get up to 88 miles an hour. Just automatically takes over, you know, <laughs> ludicrous <laughs> on your stereo. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing today? Have we even announced linebacker top right. 10 idp goodness. all right well let me get to a different book <laughs> <laughs> yes put that magazine away wait hold on arms walks in this morning now don't get me wrong he's not taking it with a grain of salt he's not believing these rankings his uh wife happened to buy him this magazine while they were on vacation and upon seeing it was 13 dollars, arms goes god Dang it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, listen, he walks in and he shows me this. And Quad Alexander's the number one linebacker. And I'm like, well, that magazine is trash. And he points to the cover says, but it's the number one rated draft guide. I'm like, they freaking all say that. Lies. And it's from Draft Engine. So uh, if anybody out there has ever heard of Draft Engine. You should probably leave that one on the shelf. Let me know. Is it a website? Is it a... Is it just a magazine? Is it a startup? Looking it over, it's like they just took the normal top ten and inserted someone different from the bottom into the number one spot yeah. on all of their top ten just to get a, like Alvin so, Kamara at one. So Not it's like me. It, basically, it's, yes. like, it's like, ooh, I'm going to throw you through for a loop here. I, I mean, listen, the first thing I thought when I saw the rankings was like, you stole Neil Crabtree's cheat sheet? 
All I'm saying is I may or may not write for hold on a second. What's the name of it? Draft engine. Draft engine. Choo 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 Yeah. It does have a cool looking logo, like there's a gear with a football in the middle of it. Draft engine. Honestly, most of it isn't bad. I mean, I just thumbing through it. It didn't look too awful bad. What statistics? It's not got, got a lot of stats in there. It messed the linebackers up. I haven't real bad, thumbed but. through a whole lot of things lately. No, we don't read. You thumbed up and down on your cellular telephone device. Anyways, we digress. Uh, we'll, we'll quit talking about the draft engine magazine. I at least look for like the sporting news or the Athlon. Like, well, saw, with wait, all due you respect, did, you didn't buy my, my wife picked it up trying to be nice hey, because I was dealing with two small children in the ocean by myself. I'm not cracking on you. You didn't buy it, so she bought you a distraction. It was it was gifted. <laughs> yeah. Listen. She hey, watched, honey, she you watching the Kids of the Ocean today? Here's a magazine that you'll get fully engulfed in. <laughs> like uh, children, they must have went back to the house. <laughs> what is that? Uh, what's that little thing out there flailing? Eh, it's probably a shark. Don't worry about it. Back to my top ten. That's just Jay. I'm just going to go over here and criticize them for putting Kamara at one. Anyhow, so. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not criticizing you. We, we, we got our arms bashing out last week. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to do any more. The full release. Actually, yeah, well, that was the full release. You need to release some on us. Just go ahead. Oh, Jay. I'll release someone. How do you not have J.J. Watt in your top ten on defensive line? I don't, man. I don't trust him. I, until he shows how to play football. Talent, talent yeah. alone, boys. Talent. But but yet you have Keenan Allen, in, both of you, in your top five. In, Keenan Allen played last year. Oh, okay. So, But you can't predict injury. I'm not mm. predicting injury. I am, I am looking at J.J. Watt. As if he hasn't done anything in two years. So Keenan Allen, the previous two years to last Keenan year. Keenan Allen just put up a something. huge season. Your argument's invalid. If J.J. Watt would have put was, up he 15 did, sacks last season, he'd be in my top ten. He didn't put up like great numbers until last year. Anyhow, uh, let's well, go on. If let's, he does 15 this, oh, sacks this year, he'll make my top ten next exactly. year. Exactly. If uh, he shows that his body will work on the NFL level now, I'll put him in. I'm going to fire Nittle up real quick. He's old. Congratulations to the Wheelersburg girls for the Little League Softball World Series championship last night. You're not trapping me in this. Wheelersburg, Ohio. Wheelersburg, Ohio. It's about 45 minutes down the road from us. Chad's like, it's an hour. I used to work there. It is. It's the equivalent of the Warriors winning the NBA championship. They just load up on talent from elsewhere and then go claim to be a small town. Dominated. Dominated. They actually they they were really good. I watched all, pretty much all of it. Yeah, nah, I can't take it. Away. It, was, it was also uh, it was also that, weird for me, which I've never watched softball. It's it was six innings, and I'm like, Wait, so this is over. All right, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'm going to bed. I guess. All right. Oh, all, right. all right. We we digress. We must do rankings. All right. It's time. It's time. I, I'm. I'll swing it out. I should probably start off. I get more confused about numbers when I'm not the one starting off. How's the coffee, anyways? Did you get your cup, Arms? Yeah, it's better than no coffee, I suppose. I haven't drank any yet. I need some. But anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. was it. wet and brown-ish. Yes. So yes. are uh, some farts, but whatever. Well, that just ruined. Uh, it was a joke. I'll let it slide. All right. It's a, it a bad joke, but it's you a came joke. Back, you came back from Florida. These are the jokes Arms was telling while playing shuffleboard with all the retirement homes. Like, <laughs> it's a warm, wet fart. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
You hear that? You poo my finger? <laughs> poo my finger, young man. First off, I had my daughter pull my finger. It's not hey, I got a man. joke for you. Have you heard this one before? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Terrence. Super childish right there. It's like Terrence and Philip. All right. <laughs> Let's, I don't just jump in. Number one, uh, now all I can think about is wet farts. Like, seriously, You're, that's what this episode's going to be? You are welcome. Ugh. Okay, number one, for me, linebacker-wise, I uh, I have a man crush on Deion Jones. Man crush. Tell us uh, a little more. I mean, usually I don't ask about man crushes, but no, in no, this case... Uh, uh, we've got go one ahead. A, we've got one A, B, and C that I uh, from earlier in the offseason... And there's a lot of guys in contention, but man, I I like Deion Jones. I think he's ushering in the new age of linebackers. This guy has put up a hundred plus tackles both of his first two seasons. Last year he had 91 total tackles and uh, or 91 tackles 91 and solos, 47 yeah. assists. So we're talking over 130 tackles. Dude's an animal. He's 23. He's six one two twenty seven. Has shown nothing but health in his first two years. I love guys like that. I love his sideline to sideline speed. Deion Jones is Bark's number one linebacker. Take that to the wet fart bank. <laughs> the, the Bark Bank? The Bark yeah, so, Someone told me there was a Bark Bank. I, I didn't listen to the episode. Oh, yeah. Heard, heard about <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting that one in the Bark Bank because there's a one A, B, and C, and it's very debatable. So no Bark Bank on that. It pooed my finger. I'm... In the top five or so linebackers, best athlete. All right. Fastest sideline to sideline. So what you're saying is he's the David Njoku of linebackers. Oh, he yes, definitely. Okay. He's he's super athlete, Deion Jones. Gotcha. Now, I, you can't you can't argue a lot against it. I'm not going to go with him as my number one. Uh, Nit, do you have any input on Jones? He's gonna be there. Like I, I just need another a little bit more, another year to 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 put him higher than my my next my first guy. I thought you were going to be like, oh, he's good. <laughs> well, I. Let me get to it. Jeez, arms. It's, I'm, I'm right around the corner from talking about Deion Jones. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Who's your number one? I'm going to go with C.J. Mosley. Uh, he's the perfect fit for everything that they do in Baltimore. I mean, it, I've never seen uh, someone come in kind of so young and just fill in so well for a Hall of Famer like he did for Ray Lewis. And he's pretty much passed all those tests with flying collars. Uh, last year finished with uh, 97 solo tackles. Obviously went over 100 total, and just an absolute stud. You know, does it all, and not a lot of question marks in his game anywhere. Yeah, that. And look at this. He's arms comes back, and I agree with him right off the bat. C.J. Mosley has to be the number one linebacker. And me, still young. Yep. But has a, a another couple years of work on a Deion Jones. So I. C.J. Mosley is perfect. He's the safest play out of these top linebackers, especially if you're drafting for Dynasty or trading for Dynasty. You want a young guy who's proven going to do it year in, year out. He's a three-down linebacker. His snap counts off the chart. He never comes off the field. I mean, the guy's athletic is all get out. You talk about the athleticism of a Deion Jones. C.J. Mosley, to me, was kind of the first transitioning into the bigger, the bigger linebackers into the more athletic linebackers. He was the first. C.J. Mosley's kind of that slightly undersized, but can run a four, five, five, forty, and get sideline to sideline. And he's Love always the way there. He if yeah. he's not, if he's not 
in solo tackle. He's in on the tackle. Or you see the back of his jersey. He's just one of those players to where you constantly see him around the ball. He's help, yeah, helping take down ball. And that comes from where he came out of. Like Alabama guy. He he's he's a proven guy on every level. And I don't. There's, there's no way you could say C.J. Mosley is going to have an off year coming off with the. That defense is going to be on the field a lot too in Baltimore. I mean, it's not going to be a great defense or a great offense, so you can bank on him. That's why. And he's young. I mean, he just turned 26. He's been a pillar of consistency. The only hiccup he had was in 2016, which was an off season for him, but he did miss a couple yeah, games. He, he only played 14 games that year. Yeah, but he still, even at his standards, he only had 55 or 56 solo and 36 assists, which is great. Um, but, but not he, superior. He was not really on track to hit his normal numbers. I mean, he missed two games. You, he wasn't going to put up 30, he, 30 was, tackles in two games to right. to get up near his next best season. But, but he, he was dinged up. And who says, like, but Deion Jones doesn't have that? That's kind of – Exactly. Yeah. And, and C.J. Mosley is my number, too. So I'm, I'm not going to the – I'm not making the so, argument yeah, that he don't. Yeah, stop bashing on C.J. Mosley then. Not making the argument that he doesn't belong there. I'm just saying he has had one slight bit of an off year, but it's we're pretty sure that's an aberration. But C.J. Mosley is absolute beast. I would take just about any high pedigree middle linebacker from Baltimore. You just get the vibes of Ray Lewis, uh, the vibes of well C.J. Mosley, the vibes of that guy they drafted. Who's that? Who's that guy they drafted before Mosley? Arthur Motes. Arthur Motes. Nah, are you sure? Was it Arthur Motes? He flamed out really quick. There's another Alabama linebacker. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe it was. I can't. I'll have to. Flamed out so fast, I can't remember. Like, yeah, but they took him number one, number two. He was. He was up there. Yeah, I'll find it. Arms. Who's your number two? Probably the the best tackler in in all of football. Whenever he's on the field, Luke Keekley. I mean, Keekley's an absolute animal. Whenever he plays a full season, you can pretty much mark him down for 95-plus tackles. The catch is he's got to play a full season. All right? That's the only question mark I really have for him at the, at my number three spot because I've, you know, actually, no, he is my number two. I apologize. Um, question mark as far as Keekley is just the health and everything else. He checks all the boxes. He's, he's a stud. He's a big hitter and always around the ball. I mean, in a great – you know, scheme that fits him, and he's got some talent around him to where they can't focus solely on him. So, Keekley's my two. Keekley, I'm, I'm going to go back to Deion Jones as my number two. And, yeah, kind of, again, he's he's premier. I mean, he's superior. He's proved it last year with the 91 t- solos, the 125 or so uh, total tackles. But, yeah, I, I'm moving into this like i got to have – an athletic linebacker, an athletic middle linebacker, that's what I'm targeting in, in, in IDP leagues. Kind of like the NFL's transitioning to more dynamic running backs than the big bruisers. At linebacker, they're going with athletic linebackers who could play multiple you could play multiple uh, roles within a defense. Whether first, second down, they could fill the you know fill the run gaps. On third down, they could drop back and, and cover a tight end. If not, match up with the slot receiver. Deion Jones is that new NFL prototype linebacker. Love the guy. I wanted to put him number one, but give me a few, give me another year before I start saying you're the best linebacker in football. Arthur Brown was the guy. So you were really close. Notes, I didn't know the first name you did, but yeah, Arthur Brown claimed out. 
He was the only middle linebacker for the Ravens. Like, that I want to say he hasn't been great. He went there and then went to the Steelers, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to take over," and just never did. No, just never did. No, he never really did anything for anyone. Just so who who you got at three? At number three, Bobby Wagner for me. Uh, I, I love Luke Keekley. I absolutely love Luke Keekley. Uh, but there is some Nicky Knack injury concerns with Keekley. Just a game, like he could miss a game. Uh, his solo, like his his numbers are fantastic, but he has not put up numbers like his first three seasons over the last four seasons. First three seasons, we're talking 102, 93, and 99 solo tackles with 50 or 60 assists. Now over the last three years, he's putting up 70-some solo tackles, and the assists are still there, but not still not quite as high, 30, 50, 49, or... 42, 31, 51, still great. Uh, but he's got, to me, three guys ahead of him who are a shade younger, who are putting up a lot more solo tackles, and, and solo tackles are money and fantasy. So Keekly fell just outside my top three for the likes of Bobby Wagner, uh, who has been putting up 80 or 90 solos. Dude put up 83 assists in 2016. Like, that's just that's massive insane. it's it's massive so bobby wagner easily my one c my number three as you would call it and if somebody told me to draw one of those three that i just named uh Dion jones bobby wagner or cj mosley out of a bag I, whatever name i pull out i'm i'm happy so my three is going to be Dion jones for all the reasons we said and i got get confused with him and keekley because i kept flip-flopping him before the show Either one of them could be the number one linebacker. Either one of the three that I've spoke about could be the number one linebacker. Nothing's going to surprise me. Only question you do have about Jones is he he's never rushing the passer. And even if he is, he's not getting to it. So he's ne- never going to get you the sacks, but, man, he's going to get tackle after tackle. He's almost an inbox safety. A constant inbox safety mm-hmm. is what the athleticism that Deion Jones brings to the football field for the Falcons like you you just trust his athletic ability to get to wherever you don't have to rush you can you can rush off the uh, off the outside linebacker positions he's gonna be able to fill that gap be able to drop back in coverage again he's another guy who's not gonna leave the field my number three I'm gonna go Luke Keekley. I mean I do like the body of work that he's put in there are some injury concerns uh, but I think just the consistency. But what I'm looking for in my top ten is is as much about consistency that as it is star power. Luke Keekley still has the star power, has the consistency. The one thing that this scares us, which we've all said, are the little nicky knack injuries are going to keep him off the field for one or two games. But overall, if you have him for the majority of the fantasy football season. He's putting up 12 points a game. He is a high-production guy when he's on the field. And, and and frankly, I don't know how good that Carolina offense is going to be. Again, he's going to have his opportunities. I feel like they're going to be in a lot of dogfights where he's on the field quite a bit. Um, and, and you just have to like a guy who's good, not only on the field because the offense is struggling, but he, he never leaves the field. So, again, Luke Ely, three-down linebacker proven it year in year out has had some uh decreasing production really since his rookie year but when we're talking about decreasing production with luke keekley it's still Still pretty darn good yeah Yeah. you're decreasing off of one of the greatest fantasy football idp linebacker years in the history (laughs) 
of the NFL when he went over 100 solo and 40-something. I mean, the guy was just a monster within the first couple years. So, Luke Keekley's three for me. I still I still have not gone Keekley. Um Number four for me is, is another young guy, Blake Martinez, that I absolutely 100% believe in. He put up 96 solos and 49 assists last season. Also throwed in uh, some fumble – Forced fumble, a couple of returns, an interception, a sack. This is a, this is a guy that I believe you can bank on for the future. I don't think that was a fluke. His rookie year was fine. He put up almost 50 and 22. Um, but the second year, he really took off and really showed that he's the uh, captain of that defense. And the dude's 24 years old. He's 24. Uh, no cause for injury concerns quite yet. And coming off a crazy good year for year two of his career, I think he's going to be just like C.J. Mosley and uh, Deion Jones and be very consistent putting up those tackle numbers year in, year out. I love Blake Martinez. He's actually a guy I target because he slips down the board it's, a little It's, it's little a name farther. recognition thing for him it, for some reason. It absolutely reason. is. People don't think about Blake Martinez when they think about the game's elite linebackers right now, but Deion I mean, Jones, Wagner, Mosley, they're going to fly off the board in your IDP startups, and Blake Martinez is probably going to be there a full round later than any of those guys with similar production. Martinez, I mean, here's the thing. He sounds more like a linebacker. I mean, you look at the other names that are the top guys, uh, Mosley, Keekley, Jones, and, I mean, they just – even the name sounds athletic. And then you've got Blake I am Blake. Athletic sounding name. I know, but that that's the only explanation for him to got, fall for the love of God. Buying, got to quit buying them magazines, arms. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But th- there's no other reason for him to not be in the top five or six. I mean, he he is a, you know a very good linebacker, and production's there. Why not take you know? Why not have him up there? I personally don't have him in my top five, but he's in the range. In the ring. Well, give us your give us your next one in the yeah. top five. Keep it give going, brother. Four, bro. Speaking keep, of young, keep it coming, brother. Athletic linebackers. He's getting a little bit older. That's just because he uh, he came out you know fairly aged. Um, Telvin Smith. Telvin Smith. The the thing about him, he sideline to sideline does it all. The only concern I have is there's a lot of other really good linebackers in Jacksonville, but ultimately. All that tells me is he, nobody can be double team in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. If you're going to double team someone, it's going to be Clyce Campbell. Okay, that's the only person you're going to be able to double team. So as their defensive line gets better, and they will, because they're only somehow they are projected to get better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're only going to be able to get the quarterback more. They're only going to be able to stuff the run more. And you know, if you're going to focus on those big, strong, athletic defensive linemen, that frees up some linebackers. And the best linebacker on the team is Telvin Smith. Yeah. My number four, I'm going to agree with Bark on this. I, Blake Martinez, you say you got a man crush on Deion Jones. Blake Martinez is my man crush. I I, I just I feel like I discovered Blake Martinez. Like he's my boy, and and I drafted him in a startup last year, very very late round, just based on some decent games was, within his rookie was, season. That's how he finished his rookie season. Wasn't and, it? Yeah, and he and he absolutely blew up last year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna toot toot my horn on uh blake martinez i mean the guy again doesn't come off the field green bay's in a lot of shootouts so he, they're they're in a lot of shootouts but he doesn't leave the field on on third down or in nickel packages when other teams are throwing to get back in the game or just you know high up and down the field with that offense he can play all three downs he earned that right over at jake ryan last year and and again 
planted himself in the middle of that Green Bay defense and said, hey, I'm, I'm the future of this franchise on the defensive side, and they can build around him. Like he, Again, name record for some reason. Blake Martinez doesn't get the name recognition, but all he does, all he does is go out and, and get you tackles. Bat down balls, get assists. He's chipping in on on everything. You got to love everything he put on film last year. Moving forward, yeah. All right. Well, number five for me is Luke Keekley. I can't let the slide happen any longer. That was almost Aaron Rodgers like, just kept falling down your draft board there. He did, and then I mean, he's not. If you're one of those guys that are going to choose him at three, four, like you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong at all. I'm just looking at Luke Keekley thinking, you know, the, the possibility for all of his little injuries to add up and his age to start catching him. His age isn't bad. I mean, he's only 27. He's only a year older than, you know, a guy that I threw ahead of him. It, it's just – it is a tiny bit worrisome. Like, you're not 100% positive that you're going to get 14 or 15 or 16 games out of Keekley. You probably are, but, I mean – there has been times when you have to search for somebody on the wires or replacement. What the, the one thing about Keekley is, if I'm not mistaken, he's got multiple concussions over his career. That right. So and, and that is that is a repetitive injury that you just can't you know obviously is. you can't predict any injury, but that's, that's and I'm not projecting injury. Yeah, it just seems like people who get concussions get them a little bit more frequently as as they age. Seems that way. And he's a big hitter. I mean, he's the one who's delivering the blow. So. That he he can give himself a concussion. Let's just be real about it. But when you look at last year, my thing, th- last year he played 15 games. He did. I, I'm not projecting injury by any means. It's just exactly what Arm said sums it up for me. Like, I, I am just a little more worried about him than I am the four guys I had ahead of him. No, I was going with you. Like, I think I think right around there I had him at three oh, based on finger. consistency. <laughs> based on consistency. But when you look at it, I mean, he is a little bit scary. Like, he's more of the name. You're drafting more of the name with Luke Keekley than you are the production. When you look at it, he only missed one game last year and had pretty – I mean, not middle of the road he, by no means, but he was right around five – I mean, he he should have done more last year based on who he is in previous season. It's concerning that he only got to around the seventy-five tackle mark. I think you can kind of lock him into that. Now he does he contributes on assists. He's going to get an interception or two. That's the only reason I've kept him at three. But I think three might be his high end in two thousand eighteen. To be quite honest, Luke Keekley Luke Keekley's more of that five top five guy one of the things about Keekley is if you draft him and someone's picking up Blake Martinez in the next round you could probably trade Keekley for Blake Martinez and something else based on that name recognition and, and quite frankly you're going to get better probably more production you will get more production out of Blake Martinez I mean if Keekley plays 16 games he's no doubt about it, a top three linebacker yeah here's the thing you can pretty much bank on Martinez actually playing the 16 games yeah I had them. I had them three, four in mind, but I mean Blake, Blake Martinez, Luke Keekley should have very similar fantasy years in 2018. Hit me with that five. I'm going to go with Bobby Wagner. Um, you know, the only concern you have with Bobby Wagner is not really concerned at all because he's been doing it for the last few years. It's just KJ Wright being as good as he is. You know, Wagner checks all the boxes. He is, you know, in on every down pretty much. Uh, constantly around the ball, you know, it, it, it's a getting to be a worst overall team up there in Seattle. 
So that's a little bit of a concern. But whenever you start looking at it, if they're behind, is the other team trying to sell away leads? And does that keep Bobby Wagner on the field a little bit longer, give him more opportunities to get those tackles? Yeah. I hate it when you're right, Arms, because I got Bobby Wagner at five also. And quite frankly, everything you said is why I don't have him any higher. Bobby Wagner could lead the league in tackle, could lead IDP formats in in scoring next year. He quite frankly could and has in the past. But that defense being deteriorating, yes. I think that's the, the maybe the perfect word for it. That defense, the talent on it has deteriorated. They got to figure out the the defensive line. They got to figure out the secondary. Quite frankly, especially if Earl Thomas doesn't resolve his whatever's going on up there. But but Bobby Wagner last year didn't go under double digits. Oh, nice! For the first 13, 12 or thirteen games, twelve games of the season, and then the last four, whenever they started having issues talent wise up there, guys were getting hurt in and out, shuffling lineups. He frankly was a shell of his old self. He was just a very mediocre pedestrian linebacker over the last four games. That's concerning for me. Again, that's why I have him at five. But Bobby Wagner has he's gonna he's gonna finish around five. But he has the boom of, of of lighting it up like he has in the past and being your number one IDP linebacker next year. It's just I don't trust that defense as a unit to help Bobby Wagner out. Quite frankly, I mean the the defensive line being unsettled is as bad as it it looks isn't going to help him you know they're not going to take on they're not going to take on blockers and allow him to run to a freely to a ball carrier i think it's kind of a scary situation offensively and defensively in I, Seattle. I just, the only thing i can counter on that is i think they're going to be on the field a lot more than they have been in the past handful of years because i just don't like seattle's I, offense at all yeah and i get that but if you if they're just getting throttled like can't get to the quarterback it, can't stop the run on the on the front with the front four. It doesn't bode well for Bobby Wagner, is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, he, I just see a lot of garbage time tackles. I get it, but it, I mean, that's not a guarantee. Seattle's offense could be decent. Apparently, Chris Carson is the second coming of Jesus. Yeah, right. Not I'll, sure what's going on there, but Chris. I'll, no, <laughs> I, I, Chris I, Carson, new again, new well, number one running back. Cr- Christian Michael was a stud every year in camp. Yeah. Just, let's just remember that. Oh, I know. They have not played the second preseason game yet. No. But so, by God, the Carson hype is off the chains. Haven't bought into it even in the slightest. No, no, didn't even look I, at it. I, I have no stock in Chris Carson anywhere. I have no stock in a Seattle running back anywhere. Yeah. Kick off the backside of the top ten. Who you got at six, Bart? Kicking off the backside. Backside. Ooh. Number six for me is Telvin Smith. Uh, he's a guy that I – target in every draft because again you're probably going to get him a full two rounds over the top four guys that i listed and telvin smith is not even a middle linebacker this guy's a weak side linebacker that puts up on average 90 plus solo tackles every Mm -hmm. single year he also intercepts at least two to three balls just about every single year he brings a lot of different elements to the table uh, as a tackler and as a pass protection guy he just has a lot of skill to his game and you can pretty much bank on double digit points from him every single game of the season as long as he's not nicked up and again if i'm going to mention keekly being a little nicked up here and there telvin smith is a guy that also came off a little bit of a nicked off season last year missed a couple games had a couple games of low production because of where he went in and out of those games uh went out the game before he was declared inactive 
and didn't really put up anything crazy. And then when he came back from being injured, again, kind of an off game for him. So if, if you can grab one of the top four, you grab him over Telvin, but Telvin Smith has the potential for top three to five every single year, year in and year out. And uh, I think that that defense is also going to be on the field just as much as it was last season because I think the offense, I believe in the Jacksonville offense for 2018, I think they're going to march the ball up and down the field and score quickly. So I like Selvin Smith. Yeah, yeah, I've got a got a good feeling about them putting it all together this season. Did, did they draft a quarterback? Can't believe the hype in training camp, but Jalen Ramsey says Blake Bortles is significantly improved. When did you jump on the Leonard Fournette train? I do not like Leonard Fournette that much. They actually came out and said Corey Grant, uh, one of the running backs on the roster, was going to get nice change of pace roll. Nice change of pace roll, a little more play than normal. So. But Telvin Smith is my guy there at six. You you can't go wrong if you land one of these guys that we're talking about so far. I've not seen a super significant drop off yet in these in the players we've named. Wow, scoring quickly. That's uh, I I never thought I would hear someone talk about Jacksonville doing that. Quickly, it's also scoring. crazy because Jalen uh, Ramsey's bashing every other quarterback in the league. It's funny stuff. But he's talking about how Bortles being okay. Right, Blake right. Bortles shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my next one up is Quan Alexander. Um, if you, you know, in 2016, he had 109 solo tackles. And last year, if you extrapolate what he, you know, did over a 16 game uh, season, he's over 100 tackles. He finished the, the last four weeks of the season right around nine solos and, you know, adding in an assist here or there. I mean, he's, he's good, he's young. With Levante David and uh, Kendall Beckwith, um, both of them, you know, solid. So they can't devote all their attention to Quan Alexander. And like I said, you know, you extrapolate what he did last year, and I believe uh, 10, 12 games, and it looks like he's going to, you know, would have had right around 100 tackles again. So that'd be two years in a row with 100 tackles. I mean, that's that's solid production. What more could you ask for? But the concern there is there are two other linebackers. I get, I get what but you're it's saying. The same thing that, with Jacksonville. Yeah, I I get, but Telvin Smith's on a, on has proven it year in year out and Quan's yeah nagging injuries here and there hasn't been able to put a full season together again when you're extrapolating numbers to me in 16 you're searching 16 he played all 16 games and had over 100 tackles in without he, Kendall, he, without but, Kendall back with but he that. did have Levante David already right I get that but there's a lot of packages where he might be not be able to play they can plug and play Kendall back with quite yeah. a bit I'm just saying this is why I'm not as high on Quan Alexander is simply because there are two other good linebackers there and you know who's going to play who's going to be the starting linebacker in the dime package I, I don't know who's who's going to be the two linebackers in nickel probably Quan Alexander is going to be one of the two, but it, it could not be also. You know, to me, he's their thumper. There's no doubt about it. But when you're looking at nickel package, dime package, you're not looking for a thumper necessarily. You're looking for a pass coverage guy. And honestly, I think that, that trends more towards a Kendall Beckwith or a Levante. So I think David. he's got a little bit more. He's more athletic than David for sure, but he, he's probably still a step faster and, you know, uh, Got a better nose for the ball than Beckwith. Beckwith, you know, was a rookie last year. Um, performed well whenever he was in there. Right. But, you know, he, he wasn't good enough to even be able to push David out the door, let alone Quan Alexander. And, uh, yeah, as I say this, I wanted to lead in. I, I had to I had to get you worked up on that just so you can, like, 
basically feed my argument just now right back in, at me because my number my number six didn't even lead his own team in tackles last year. It's Christian Kirksey. Somehow Joe Sherbert out puts up puts up a better fantasy year in 2017. But Christian Kirksey is the guy to own in Cleveland. Again, that 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 offense is going to be better. That offense is going to be improved. It's going to be on the field, but they're they're not going to be hands down. You, you, you know that that Cleveland defense is going to be on the field quite a bit. Dare we say it? They might have leads. They might have leads. They yes. might have leads. Uh, Occasional leads here and there. Maybe possibly in the late in the game. Did anybody see that uh, Anheuser Busch put uh, victory cabinets or victory bars in ten bars in Columbus, and they've locked Cleveland? up. Or, yeah, Cleveland, I'm sorry. They locked up like a refrigerator full of Bud Light that's to be unlocked whenever the Browns get their first victory. Yeah. Wait, Giving away for free. I don't know. I assume they are. But yeah. how, about, how about a good reason to make beer go stale? Oh. Come on now. <laughs> I think the Browns are going to be flirting with 500, to be quite honest. Chris and Kirksey has a lot to do with that. I mean, if you're looking for youth, 25 years old. If you're looking for athleticism – Gets to the ball, has all the measurables. If you're looking for production, 87 solo last year, 96 the year before. The guy's starting to become a consistently good middle linebacker. I will agree with you whenever he's the better, the superior talent to Joe Schobert. But Schobert's still getting tackled. Sh- I mean, Schobert's going to be there, but Kirksey's, you know, he, he's, Schobert is more of a blip on the radar than Kirksey. Kirksey's proved he can do it. You know, at least a few years now. Yeah, Schobert's a one-hit wonder at this point, and if I'm going to bank on the Browns linebacker, it is going to be Kirksey. Yeah, the guy didn't disappoint. It's, he had like one bad game. He had one bad game in 2017. Talking going back to Kirksey, talking about Chris Kirk. All the others were superior. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you, they were good to superior. And uh, the reason I gave you so much grief on on Quan, because there's there's two others there and i frankly i can see kwan coming off the field in those nickel and dime packages possibly i don't think christian kirksey leaves the field in any of those again you said it he's the superior athlete in that linebacking core in cleveland which puts him on the field for three downs all packages you could bank on him doing what he's done the last two years getting to 85 or more solo tackles and kicking in right around 50 assists. I mean, that's a lot of assists right there. Kicking in your 50 assists and then, you know, some pass deflections, some interceptions, again, in those sub packages, in those nickel and dime packages. He's going to throw those, throw you some ancillary, some ancillary production. Ancillary. My seven. That's a nice word, by the way. It is. That was a, you, 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 get, you get a word of the day calendar, Chad? You you used extrapolate, so I went with ancillary. My seven is, is Christian Kirksey as well for every single reason that was said. I mean, the guy's blazing numbers across the board. That's two years in a row of 52 assists and uh, 96 and 87 solos respectively. Dude throws in two and a half to three and a half sacks as well. Yeah, Man, uh, that's that's a recipe for success. And Cleveland should be a better overall team. I don't know if that means that Kirksey's number numbers go down due to less opportunity 
or if they march it up and down the field. I don't know. Maybe they're just like the Jags and Blake Bortles, and they just march it up and just, down the just, field. Just walk down the field. Walk down know. the field. That's right. Just, you know, Blake Bortles basically just pulling his best, uh, what's his name, Carew from the longest yard. Paul Carew. He's the new Paul Carew. Uh, all jokes aside, so I, I bought Madden last week, and the Browns came out with their default rating at an 80. I'm like, whoa, 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 Madden. Calm down, Browns at an 80. It's since been corrected a little bit, but my goodness. I kind of like the 80. EA Sports has a lot of faith in Cleveland. Everybody do does. It's the Cleveland is Bud the Light, new, the Bud new Light hype. has no faith in Cleveland. They're giving out free beer, I believe, if they win. That's true. That's um, Bud Light. They're giving is. away like $400 worth of mediocre beer. Love, no. Love it. Thank you. Calm Who's down. your seven arms? Guys, I'm going off the page here a little bit. Roquan, Roquan Smith, I've I've throw the magazine away. <laughs> Shut up! If I didn't just take a drink of coffee, I that, probably would have laughed. Nothing, it has nothing to do with the magazine. Here's the thing: Where's he ranked at on the magazine? Uh, six actually, <laughs> six. I've, I've, Continue, I've, sir. I was like, I can't let him slide anymore no, based on this magazine. No, I, I can't let him slide anymore because he looks like the most can't-miss middle linebacker prospect come out in the past five, six years. What's uh, that thing called again? Well, well, draft engine. Draft engine. Well, while you were gone, I said, I, I was looking him over. I said, they have, they have Roquan at six. He wasn't even under contract when they printed this magazine. Like, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But everything you saw last year, always always around the ball, you know, checked all the boxes in the big games against the best talent, you know, got plenty of tackles, uh, got sacks. I mean, plays good in pass defense. I mean, Roquan's going to step into a role like uh, – At the collegiate level. <laughs> he's, he's already the best linebacker in Chicago. You know, he's going to – No argument there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even close. And I that, like and Roquan. That's going to be an improved offense. It's easy to extrapolate that. Right. Oh, God. Shut up, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you can continue if you want. You have my A- mind athletically, he checks right now. Athletically, he checks all the boxes, and he's got a great nose for the football. Would Good you stop Lord. hitting your mic? Chill but, out, Chad, with all these big words. Yeah, Big words making you fumble around. I'm, I'm trying to he, think of more. I'm typing in he, synonyms. <laughs> he's got four days to catch up on his word of the day calendar. Oh, man. But, you know, if you have any argument with Roquan, let's hear it. We've talked all offseason about him being top ten. I had the balls put him up there. Oh, now now, now it's about balls. Now it's you about Jason Pierre, Paul Pierre's balls. <laughs> if anyone didn't catch that on one of the last episodes. Uh, the 38 minute mark you will catch it there will be a clip there will be a clip i'm actually going to put music to it did it and, actually and, like, happen? Make it yes. loop. oh yeah definitely it was hilarious <laughs> anyways going with your seven we're running out of time my my seven this guy was just always banging around the top 10 man it's zach brown washington all he does is get tackles i mean i hate to keep it and simplify it that that boil it down that 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 far for you but all he does is get tackles i mean that washington and again the the main reason i'm projecting him up a little bit i don't believe in that washington offense especially since darius geis has gone down i think they lost the little bit of firepower that they may have had in 2018 now it's going to become a dink and dunk offense going to have a lot of drive stalling out that washington defense is going to be on the field a ton and who's around the ball more than anybody for them? It's Zach Brown. I mean, the guy is consistent week in, week out, year in, year out. 
I think it's time for him to make a, a little bit of a progression, a little bit le- of a leap from around top 10 to solidly inside of it. I think he was a perfect guy for me at my number seven mark. Again, consistency, reliability, and, and I hate to say it, but you got to be typically, you have to be on a bad t- a team with a bad offense, and that's Zach Brown and the Washington Redskins. So the one thing you say about Zach is in 16 he had 94 tackles in 17 he played 13 games had 84 tackles that's I, a lot of tackles i would like to believe in those three games he can get you know 3.33 tackles he's, you know, gonna game. Get. He, he's gonna end up so you can figure him in for 95 tackles give or take every year the, we've had question marks how in god's name does he keep bouncing from team to team finally he sticks two years in a row in washington i mean in 16 you have to realize he played with preston brown yeah. who is also a tackle machine. So if he can get 94 tackles with Preston Brown beside him, I don't care who's beside him in Washington. He's going to end up with 95-plus tackles. Yeah. The guy, again, you boil when you boil it down, the guy just gets tackles. He doesn't leave the field either. I mean, he's a three-down linebacker. He's more athletic than he's, than he's given credit for. He's more of a big thumper, but he is more athletic than what he gets credit for. All right. Well, my All na- right. Switching on to number eight. I'm going to go with the number one overall linebacker in the uh, Draft Engine magazine this year, <laughs> Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander, uh, this is a guy that put up a absolutely phenomenal second year in the league. His third year, a little plagued by injuries, but my God, 109 solos and 37 assists in 2016. That was nice two years ago. It was, but missing missing almost five full games, put up 70 and 27. Once again. When you extrapolate those there numbers. You, go. <laughs> you extrapolate those numbers, and the ascension is ascension. unbelievable. It's, it's very fantastical. So, Quan Alexander, to me, is a guy that, if he's healthy, is another guy that could peek his head in there at the top five, pull my finger in it, and get on up in there and, and, and just show people some things. Quan Alexander's a great linebacker, just a little unfortunate with injuries last season. Uh, don't let that sway you. Dude averages 15-plus a game when he's on the field. When he's on the field. Exactly. Extrapolate my eight's going to be Blake uh, Martinez for all the reasons we've talked about. Are you going to bash on Quan some more? Yeah, well, I, I was just going to say, in spite of your magazine, I'm not going to put him in my top ten. I, I, he's not in my top ten only because of in spite of your magazine having him <laughs> at one. But I do I, I do think he's a top ten linebacker. I'm just not putting it on – I'm not making it official due to Draft Engine's guide. Well, it's eight on Trust you, me, Mr. There's some, Extrapolate. There's, there's plenty of uh, ones I disagree with in this. So, uh, you got Blake Blake Martinez at eight, though. Blake at eight. I mean, it just doesn't rhymes. Nah, Blake at it, eight. Why not higher? Why not? I like the. I like my seven above him. That's why. Yeah. I mean, is there any other reason? Do I need any other reason? I will say Blake Martinez ADP wise is close to seven or eight. So I mean, it's the name slide doable. It's the name slide. That's exactly what it is. What we'll say since you're the last to talk about him is get you a big name. And then maybe try to target a Blake Martinez. Absolutely. And then you have two top ten pot with top five upside linebackers Absolutely. within your court, and you can just fill in your linebacker three with a, a mediocre guy, a solid guy, and you got a great that's that's the start of a great IDP defense. But my eight, something we talked about too, Telvin Smith can't 
Can't let the slide happen anymore. The biggest knock on him is he is not the true middle linebacker there. He's the weak side guy. But all he's done out of that position is get tackles. I mean. All he's done is win, 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 no matter what. The thing is, it doesn't matter who the middle is, whether it's going to be uh, Miles Jack or Paul Puslesny, who's no longer there, I believe. So that frees up, you know, what, 50 tackles last year, and normally 100-plus tackles. Right. Which I expect Miles Jack to get, you know, a solid – handful of those but, so, but, but, but I, I do expect Telvin to, to probably grab some yeah. too Puzzle Lesney was one of those guys who was always around the ball and you know if, if that guy's no longer there a lot of times in with a team with talent like that it's the one guy just a step closer yeah. the other guy was going to get the tackle anyway yeah here here's why I didn't have him much higher is because there is partly that he's again he's not the true middle linebacker you got Miles Jack there filling that role and where he went last year with with that linebacker core. But his rookie year, 70 tackles. The next two years, he goes right at 100 solo tackles. Last year, he dips down to 75 again. Missing two games. He missed two games. But I, I feel like he's 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 not getting worse. That defense and that linebacking core is getting better around him. Even though you're saying Pazlozny's gone. Pazlozny was kind of a shit. There's a no, reason they let him go. Year. He yeah. was a shell. Yeah. yeah, he was a shell of himself. He there's a reason they let him go, let him walk, and, and it's because there's talent all around that in, within that defense. Um, to me, I let him slide a little bit because I think he's more or in that truly 75 to 80 solo tackle mark simply because of the talent on the defensive line, the talent in the linebacking core around him. Number, but I, still top ten. Yep, number nine for me is Zach Brown Band, Mr. Zach Brown. Listen, dude missed the final three games of the season, still put up 84 solos, 42 assists. Monstrous. Was on pace to be the number one overall linebacker until until he got injured. So to leave him out of your top ten, you'd have to be high. Can't do it. Zach Brown, they're going to be on the field more too, I guarantee it. Like Alex Smith is, is a solid quarterback, but there's a lot of pieces in Washington that, just do not lead to success on offense in my opinion i don't like the receiver core uh with darius geist going down the running backs are in shambles Mm. i expect that defense to see a lot of the field and i expect zach brown again if he's on the field to be right up there with the rest of those guys only reason he i knock him down a little bit a little bit of advanced age over most of these guys and he did miss the final three games of the season i love his attitude too whenever they were talking about you know trying to protect people more he's like man i'm trying to take someone's head off over the middle yeah he's like that's why i'm here is to take someone's head off he's a gladiator oh, he is a football player and I, and I love that about him all the way he goes about the game uh you know love him being in the top 10 when you look at it when you sort it by average he's a top 10 guy all all day again missing the last few games is the only reason he didn't finish overall inside the top 10 but projecting 16 games on a little bit worse team next year you know does he get to 13 you know in most formats 13 man that's that's huge that's what that's wide receiver production like like oh yeah no he's he's an absolute stud actually i have him i have him at my at my nine like that—that's how much confidence I have in uh, in Zach Brown. He's everything that you want in a linebacker for a lot cheaper price, and you're going to get for some of these other guys. 
Bang. My nine. I'll go. I'll give you some Roquan love, my man. I, I, Dude, he didn't even play last year in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he was in college when that magazine came out. He's hands down the best best linebacker on that team. He's going to play immediately, regardless of signing his rookie contract, what, yesterday, day before. I mean, the guy, the guy's going to be a monster. Like you said, he's done it on all levels uh, of college. But he, but he but, did it. But he played in the SEC with some of the best talent around him. You know, some great offensive lines, and he's still getting, Shh. you know, ten tackles a game at, at points. Uh, I believe that that Georgia defense was holding down Alabama to zero points at the half. Yeah. In the national championship game, he was right in the middle of that last year. Or in 2017, 85 solo tackles in 15 games, 52 assists, six and a half sacks. Not saying just take those numbers and plug them in at the NFL level, but I'll take that upside. I, I, I'll, I'll buy into that upside. I can see him going seventy-five tackles, forty assists, and get to the linebacker or get to the quarterback a couple times out of that middle linebacker role. I like Roquan, and again, the athleticism that he brings will keep him on the field all three downs yeah, eventually. He, he's he's once he's secured his spot. There, he's never coming off the field. Learns pass coverage, earns the right to be in there in dime packages and nickel packages. He's going to be a three-down linebacker for years and years and years. I think we're, I think we might be a year away from that elite production for him, but I still think he approaches the top ten. I, I had I couldn't leave him out. I left him out, uh, not by much. He's up there for me. Right after the top 10, he's in consideration immediately. But I like Levante David is rounding out my top 10. Uh, he's another guy misses some games here and there. But my God, when he's on the field, the dude my is money. God. My God. I mean, he puts up 100 solos his first three years. Comes back. The last three years haven't been quite as productive. But there has been nicky knack injuries taking him say, down. It's like he's always slightly banged up. Always he's slightly on, he's banged on an up. injury that's, report even if he plays. That's why Quan Alexander got his opportunity and shined. And now, yeah. now you have to put them both on the field because they're both excellent linebackers. But, I mean, you could do a lot worse than what uh, Levante David brings to the table. Again, I put him on my top ten solely based off the fact that he has, you know, five to eight potential. A couple years ago, I'd have said number one potential, but... He, he has the potential to outform his ADP drastically right now. I love Levante David. Another team I see the defense on the field a lot, so I think Quan and Levante get their opportunities because I'm not feeling the Tampa Bay offense with uh, Peyton Barber as the bell cow. Peyton? So says training camp. Peyton Barber. Mm-hmm. Who's your 10, Arms? Just doesn't sound right. Captain Consistency, Preston Brown. All right. Yes, he's in a new place. He's started his career with Buffalo. Um, kind of a heck of a find for him. I mean, starts his career with basically 100-plus uh, total tackles, 100-plus total tackles, and 100-plus total tackles. I mean, what, four years in a row? He went over 100-plus. Here's the thing with him. Maybe not a ton on the uh, the solo side, but, my God, no less than 43 assists every year. You know, for most years, he's going over 55. That is an absolute monstrous number. Is he always the first guy to the ball? No, but he's always around the ball. Has he played with another linebacker to the talent of Vontae's Burfecht? I say yes in Zach Brown. So I'm not concerned about Burfecht eating up the tackles. Oh, by the way, he's going to miss four or five games anyway because Burfecht is constantly suspended because he, he's a dirty player. And look look for Preston Brown to continue to put up that, you know, 9 to 11 statistics, you know, as far as total points uh, at the end of the season. 
and Brown's going to finish at 10. All right. I think we may have to add five eps- five more linebackers. We'll do a uh, I could. next episode, five more linebackers, and then our uh, defensive backs. But, Nick, who you got at 10? There's some guys I want to talk about in the next episode that we don't have time for today. But I know I, I, out of the top 10, this has been the hardest spot to pick. No doubt. Because I, there's so many guys I don't want to leave off. But I'm going to go with another younger guy. Just went with Rokon. I'll go with a year two guy that, that should have – statistically situationally systematically should have every opportunity to jump into the top top 10 gonna name my guy i know you are i am jared davis oh nope not my uh, guy not my you, guy you've always been high on is it not my jared guy. or gerard gerard jared i don't care he's from florida i don't know <laughs> rocky top hates the gators that davis guy from florida still the funnest thing doing football is watch chad watch florida tennessee it is fairly it's it's a game within a game he breaks when stuff. will i blow up <laughs> last year it was at the 60 minute mark <laughs> uh but gerard jared hoop hoop whatever you want to call him tire whitehead's gone shipped out to oakland this is his team his defensive unit it's it's his linebacking core. He came off the field quite a bit in those sub packages. Was not a, you know, a hundred percent snap count guy in snap year one. But year for two, a very athletic to hear Whitehead. Yeah, yeah, and and in tune with that defense, like the guy knew the defense in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the hundred tackle guy from the year before in tier Tyre Whitehead. I think you could project Gerard Davis for a hundred solo tackles. I'm I'm telling you. I, the more I look at it, the situationally with Tyre Whitehead going out, uh, I want to put him in my top five. I, I To me, there was a handful of guys in top ten, but Gerard Davis, I had to get him in there. I had to talk about him this show because of the opportunity that sits before him. He was even dinged up a little bit last year. Still had 65 tackles. So you, you're good, you got 65 solo tackles last year, dinged up and not playing with that high snap count percentage. Year two, I can see him projecting up into the, the 85, 90 solo tackles. Give me some give me some passive defense and interception. Can get to the quarterback, athletic dude. Predict him to be a three-down guy in Detroit. Gerard Davis rounds out my top ten. Well, there you have it. There's the ten. Thank you guys for joining. I do not much say one thing. Happy anniversary to my wife. Hey. That, that magazine was your anniversary gift. We've been married for some years. Some years. That's great. That's that's a great amount. I mean, it just points to a great future, and we wish you the best on all your endeavors. Did you get her anything? I think it's three. Yeah, you should get her a draft magazine. I did. I got her a draft magazine. <laughs> all right. Probably the same one. I, can't, I gave her a uh, shout-out on our podcast. What more could she possibly want? True. That's all she needs. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Mark is out. Good night. Peace. We'll see you on the next one. We'll bring you some more linebackers and some top 10 DBs. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.